The Infertility Podcast is a place of inspiration for every season in life, a resource where listeners can be encouraged to push past obstacles and be motivated by individual stories. The premise of infertility is understanding the season you are in and realizing that there are strategies that can be implemented to enjoy a fertile season. Now on with the show. Welcome to episode 17 of the Infertility Podcast. As we discussed in the last episode, this month is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. On the last episode, um, I discussed a current update of where I am in my journey right now, um, what to say and what to not to say to those who have experienced a loss. And today, I'm so excited to have one of our reoccurring guests on the podcast. I believe this is his third time on the podcast. Um, and today, we have my husband, Woody. Woohoo! What up, what up, what up? Yo, at this point, I think y'all need to go ahead and message Danielle and let her know Listen. to go ahead and give me the title as co-host. Don't be giving me, you know. Get this. <laughs> I've already received a couple of DMs yeah, listen, like that. That's this, fine. This, Whatever. You know, just give me the title. Put me on payroll. Whatever. Want to do it? Hallelujah. Extra income. I cannot. <laughs> so yes, um, in my last episode, I kind of drew attention to the fact that um, the month of October, a lot of things are recognized and or celebrated in the month of October. Um, and we're really accustomed to October being attributed to the breast, you know, breast cancer awareness month. Um, there were, there were other holidays or not, I'm going to say holidays, but, uh, days of awareness for and the, the month, month of October. Months too. There's some things celebrated like, uh, Hispanic heritage. Month. Yes. Shout out to my Latinos and Latinas okay. out there. <laughs> so, um, you know, we attribute it to certain things, but one of the things that, I was not aware of until, you know, we got into this journey. We got into this um, walk of infertility um, was the fact that October is also pregnancy and infant loss awareness month. And so with pregnancy loss, I think we talk a lot about, um, I don't say we talk a lot about, but uh, it's more common to hear about miscarriage. Um, and that's what is attributed to pregnancy loss, but also with infant loss, there is um, stillbirth and other um, deaths that take place during this the phase of infancy um, that is really hard to talk about, you know. And Absolutely. this is def- a, definitely a heavy um, subject, a very heavy topic. And like I said on the last episode, I know that this can be a trigger um, for, for many, you know, and I wanted to be, uh, transparent in the fact that this month is that this is what we're kind of focusing on. Um, so I had my opportunity to talk about, you know, kind of where we stand and, um, some updates of where we're kind of at at this point, but I wanted to, uh, get your input on some of the questions I answered last week. And so, um, my first question for you is, why do you feel pregnancy and or infant loss is not widely discussed? <laughs> I, I think it's partly because people don't even know what to say. Right. I mean, 
they think they know what to say. But oftentimes they say something that's completely hurtful. Yeah. Um. I, when I listened to your podcast from last week, I think that you talked about when they say just the most ridiculous stuff like, you know, at least you didn't get to know them. Yeah. Little do they know if you talk to any woman who's ever said who's ever been pregnant, she'll tell you that they instantly feel a bond. That's mm-hmm. why a lot of women who, who deal with a loss of pregnancy go through some type of separation issues and things mm-hmm. of that sort. Because it was already an instant bomb, but people say things trying to to soothe, and instead of comfort. soothe, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're adding salt to the wound. And yeah. so, I think that people don't know what to say. It's 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 heavy. Yeah, it's so heavy. Um, you know, I don't think any any parent, especially one that might be excited about being a parent, is ready to deal with the loss of that child. Agreed. Right. And so, um. How do you comfort somebody about mm-hmm. that? There, there's no words, and so, and sometimes it's best not to say any words. Right. Just be that person who, who gives the hug and 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 you know what can I do for you? Right. Um, you know, don't even always offer to give a hug because sometimes they don't want that. <laughs> um, I'm but, open for hugs, but it's <laughs> silly. But it's it's more so like you know nobody knows what to say for that. That's yeah. you know um, whether it's infant loss. I think. Infant loss is 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 it's difficult. Yeah. Because you 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 know with all of them it's difficult because you go from celebrating to sorrow in yes. in an instant yes, of a yes. moment. Yeah. And so I, I I think that people just don't know what it is that they can say, should say, could say. Yeah. Um. But then again, when can we ever? I know. And and the other thing is that I talked about was the fact that. The individual who experienced the loss sometimes feels a level of shame or guilt, mm-hmm. um, thinking, "Okay, what can what could I have done differently? What steps that you know could I have taken differently?" And for most cases, there's nothing that could have been done. You right. know, um, if it's a, you know a pregnancy loss, or you know there's there's um, SIDS in the early you know infancy stages. Um, a lot of a lot of times, you know, there's of course precautions you can take with your body of eating healthy and walking and all those things, but like there's certain things that are really out of your control, and so mm-hmm. you walk around with that shame and that guilt and not wanting to talk about it, you know. Well, you think about how society makes childbearing what they do with childbearing. Mm-hmm. Um, if a woman says she doesn't want children, you think about how they almost side-eye her like what's wrong with you why wouldn't you want kids yeah you're so selfish and this and that and Mm -hmm. so if they make it such a point of pride to have children yes 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 then who wants to talk about the ability or the struggles of not being able Able to to conceive Mm -hmm. or conceiving and then losing a child yeah when society just makes it seem like as a woman, this is the highest trophy. You know, yes. what better thing is there for a woman than having a man and having a baby? Yes. There's a lot of There's things lot I of could things. I could right. say. But that's what society makes us think I that totally those are agree. the only two things that a woman should take pride in. Mm-hmm. And so if a woman struggles or a woman can't or women don't want to right. have children, then it's difficult for society to allow them to be able to deal with that. Yeah. Whether it's deal with it because they don't want it and be okay with that mm-hmm. or be able to mourn and then recover if they struggle. Right. Um, I think 
uh, I really uh, want to thank you for giving me the okay and the green light to start the podcast and to start this conversation of infertility and being one in four of, um, you know, that being one in four women who experience a loss. So I thank you for allowing me to really be transparent in the season that we're both walking in. And one of the things that, um, going to your earlier point about being prideful and being like, okay, like women or society puts it on women to be, you know, it's a level of pride to have children. God really had to take me to a place for me to realize, Hey, I've given you the opportunity to give birth to so many things, birth and ministry, birth, you know, ideas and concepts and to be a mother figure to so many. And and I know in your case, you've definitely been a father figure and a mentor to so many. And that's not to um, eradicate the desire to have children, but it allows you to shift your focus. And I think that a lot of women who I've spoken to who have experienced um, miscarriage or infant loss and, you know, that became their only and primary focus, it became hard to conceive, you know, but once they allowed themselves to focus on other things, um, they were readily, you know, getting pregnant left and right. So um, it's all a process. And and I mean, you say thank you, but I mean, honestly, it's something that I, I don't think that I hesitated in saying go for it. Right. But it's definitely something I had to process. Right. Um, you just gave us statistics of one in four women, and we know there's more women than men. So I wonder what that statistics is for men who has had that situation in their life. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and you know, as men, it's kind of the same thing. For a man who who has a wife who's, un, you know, a lot of attention is automatically thrown at the woman. Correct. At what's going on with her. Mm-hmm. Um, what people don't realize is that the man go through some of the same psychological questions. Mm-hmm. Like, is my soldiers not walking? Yeah, is it me? Is it me? Yeah, is yeah. it what I've eaten? You go through everything from, uh, is this the sins of a father mm-hmm. that I'm bearing to the is there something am I not am I not able to see the child mm-hmm. especially I mean honestly especially I think at one of the visits we had at the doctor my question was like well if everything's okay with her mm-hmm. is it me yeah and the doctor had to reassure well she's having miscarriages it's not problems conceiving so I think that you're fine um and so it's just the fact that, you know, this is the season you all are in. Yeah. And I think that for me, it, you know, people don't realize it that, you know, we don't we don't even talk about it. Correct. But I but just because it's not talked about doesn't mean that it's not a, a mental or a spiritual battle that the man faces of, you know, what what reasons would this this be? Women often say what's wrong with them. I think men oftentimes ask themselves you know, is there, is there something I could have done? Is this me? Is this my genes? Mm-hmm. Is it my my fault? And so there was some processing that was done on my end. I, but but I also, when you told me, like, look, I felt this on the spiritual sense. Like, I woke up and I heard clear as day that this is what I should be doing. I saw the logo. 
your boy, your, your, your boy don't be trying to step in the way of what God be trying to okay. do. Look, Jonas was a lesson enough for me. I ain't got to live my own lessons. When he say go, you go. I'm, I'm, when he tell me go, I'm going to go. Yeah. Because I'm not trying to end up in no form of a belly of a well, literally yeah. or Jonah, figuratively. Yes, uh, I'm sorry I said Jonas. Jonah, <laughs> my bad. You, you, I know my word. I he promise does. I He does. He knows it better than me, yeah, to I know be my, honest. I know my word. I promise. I promise. <laughs> All right. So that lends way to the second question that I have is, um, what are some things that you have learned in this past year in dealing with um, pregnancy loss? So what are some things that you've learned along the way? You know, I think we've been in a, a summer season mm-hmm. for some bit. And I don't know that it's just in pregnancy loss. Um, interestingly enough, just in this season, I'm, I've learned to just trust in God more. Mm-hmm. Um, some people will go into a dark place about these situations. Mm-hmm. My dark place was very brief. And then I went back to and I fell into Look, he's smarter than me. He's wiser than me. He's greater than me. This man speak things into existence. When he says go, it'll go. Right. Um, you know, it's funny. One of my one of one of my boys hit me up today and they were like, no kids yet. And I was like, God didn't call my number yet. Mm-hmm. And that's all that it is. He didn't call my number yet. Yeah. And, and for several things, for several things that we're experiencing in life, I think that it's a matter of God just haven't said it's your time yet. Correct. And he's never late. And so what it's taught me is just that. I got to just trust in him. Mm-hmm. And I think that my my faith has increased. My prayer life has increased. My type of prayer has increased. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and I try to keep a positive spirit in this because the moment I turn over and I become dark, I feel like I give the enemy a point. Mm, very good. I give the enemy a point. So I'm just like, I try to keep a level head for you. Mm-hmm especially because I think that we both can't be in a dark place because then the other person feel like they can't talk to that person because they don't want to make them darker. Right. And so I just try to keep a level head. I stay positive and I'm, you know, I'm constantly praying. I wake up at three often. Like, I don't know why he keep waking me up at three o'clock. Like, listen, like, tell me what you need to tell me and let me go back to sleep. (laughs) But apparently he be trying to keep your boy up. Um, But I, I just, you know, I think it's patience and, 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 I, I'm learning to trust that his will will work out. Yeah. Even in this time. And I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying. It's not easy by no means. In fact, I, I fail on a regular basis, but I try to count my blessings in this season. Right. Very good. You talked about it being, you know, like a summer season. And so that equates to watch and wait. Um, and, you know, that's a season where you're pretty much under fire. And as you said, this is not the only area where we're kind of struggling in right now. Um, we have a lot of challenges going on. Um, but not between us. No, I still love her and I think she not. still loves me. <laughs> you still love me, right? Us. Of course I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so it's definitely not um, issues within us, but it's just outside external issues that we're going through. Um, that m- has made this season even more difficult um, because of all these external factors that are going on. And so um, the watch and wait season is really hard. I think waiting is difficult by nature for us as human beings. Um, but, you know, dealing with those, you know, 
issues, you, you have to be in a place where you're able to cope. You have to push through. You have to have some sort of strategy um, to push through and get to where you need to be. And one of the things that has, um, you know, been a little bit difficult is really, really remaining consistent with the podcast, you know, because it's not like I'm talking about a season that I'm no longer in and I'm telling you about my past experiences. I'm opening up and saying, hey, this is where I'm at right now. And I'm still struggling in this area right. um, and exposing that area. And so um, I think that I we've learned a lot about each other um, because in the past two or th- two to three years, we've really gone through some uh, big life changes, some big challenges Um, and I'm happy to say that we have been able to confront them together. And my prayer is that, you know, as we continue on, um, that we'll have the strength uh, and strategy that is needed to endure. Um, so my, my third question is what has comforted you along the way in this journey? What has brought you comfort? (laughs) <laughs> comfort <laughs> I, uh, ooh. <laughs> um, wow I just said a whole lot of nothing um, I, I, I rely on you know history is an indicator of the future um, a lot of people have heard history repeats itself mm-hmm. and so I think about all the many difficult situations I've been in and the fact that I've overcome them. Mm -hmm. Not often by the way that I think that I will see them through, but I've always overcome them. I think part of what makes this so difficult for us is that we're two very ambitious people. Yes. We're two very ambitious people. We push for education. We're still in the midst. Although I hate to talk about it, we're both still in talks about getting our doctorates. We both still volunteer. We both still minister. We still both mentor um, people. You have pot, you have your podcast in your La Belle V business. I do photography. We're so ambitious. And this is something that we can't actually wait, work for. We just have to wait for it. Yes. And so what gives me comfort is knowing that in everything that I just mentioned, none of it came easy. Right. I've never claimed to be the smartest person in the classroom. I just worked really hard. I never claimed to be the best person at photography. I just work really hard or the best mentor. I just give everything I got to Mm -hmm. these things and, and it always works out. And so my thing is, all right, God, you got me to this point and you've got me through all these situations. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you got me waiting for. But it's going to be good because everything else has turned out pretty good if I do say so myself. So I, I what gives me comfort is knowing that he hasn't failed me yet. Um, I res- I'll be honest with you. I recite a lot of verses sometimes. Um, it doesn't always give comfort. And, and, and that's what a lot of people got to get. You know, when people tell you pray and people tell you read verses and people tell you sing, there's not an automatic comfort in those things, but it's a reminder of remembrance. Yeah. It, you know, it, it tells you, you know, trust in the, in the Lord with all your heart, lean not unto your own understanding, mm-hmm. you know, in all your ways, in, in all your ways, my God, in that's what's all hard. of your ways. <laughs> and then, so you start sitting back and thinking in what ways and what ways, and then you start realizing the job that I have or mm-hmm. the family that I have or the opportunities that I have, or, you know, 
I told my wife, sometimes we just got to be thankful. If there's nothing else we can give thanks for, thanks for we're fully able-bodied humans who breathe yes. and think and yes. move on our own. And that's not afforded to everybody. Very true. So I take comfort and look, man, you still come through in ways that I don't even think about. So I'm just going to trust that you'll see me through in this. And then I say, and if you don't think this one's for me, I'm going to trust that you're good and faithful mm-hmm. anyways. Yeah. And that's the tough piece because as ambitious people, we still want what we want. In the time frame we want too. <laughs> and so <laughs> it, it's crazy to still have to end it with. And if you still decide that you don't want to give it to me, I'm going to still love you no matter what, because you're still worthy of that love, but I still want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget me though. All right. So, um, again, you know, we said that people do not really talk about pregnancy and infant loss. It's not why we widely discuss. So prior to going through this journey um, yourself, um, did you know anyone who experienced a pregnancy and or infant loss? Um, If so, what did you take from their experience? You don't have to technically share um, any names or what have you, but. Um, if you know someone who experienced a loss, um, what did you glean from their experience? You know, prior to experiencing any of this, I was sad for the people when they said it, but it kind of was like, it hits different Mm -hmm. when you experience it. Yes. It hits different. And I've had people have, Infant loss, I've had people have, um, I know someone who, who had, uh, their child had SIDS. I've known people who who miscarried, stillborns, and all of that since. And it hits different than when before. Before, I don't think it hit. Yeah. I think I felt sorrow for the person, but I don't think that it really... For me, it was different. I internalize people's problems. Like, people's problems become my problem, which is why there's certain roles... And I think I talked about this in accepting my call is like I was a huge crybaby. And so I just took on people's problems. But I think as men, we're fixers. Yeah. So when someone tells you I've had a miscarriage or, you know, I had a stillborn um, or my child had SIDS, it's kind of like there's nothing to fix there. Mm. So there's a feeling of sorrow, but there's nothing to fix there. So unless there's a personal relationship with it, you feel bad for the person. But that's the extent of it for me. It was, I felt bad for you and the sorrow and pain that you felt. Mm-hmm. I wish there was a way for me to to help alleviate some of that, but I knew there wasn't. So it was just for you in that moment. Now it hits different. Like mm-hmm. I feel what you say because it's kind of like, it's an automatic reminder of that moment when, you walked in the room and you were like, babe, mm-hmm. like I, I instantly, I instantly see your face and I, the emotions come back up and I, I don't bust into tears. I have, a, you know, I'm, I'm good on that point, but it goes into a moment of solitude. Mm-hmm. Like I will ride to work with no radio on, not even realize that I drove 40 minutes with no sound, mm-hmm. but my mind is just racing. So there was sounds all around me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it just hits different. I, 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 I guess selfishly, I'll say I didn't feel much before because I didn't feel it. Um, and I think that's just part of 
you know, I think women go through it a little bit different and women have a different type of fear. And so I didn't feel it before, but there's an instant hit now when someone says something, I'm more sensitive to the topic. And I think also like with the miscarriages, because it was happening to me physically, I had to accept it quickly. Whereas um, you still held on for hope and saying, okay, well, you know, sometimes women do bleed in the first couple of weeks of pregnancy and, and what have you. But it's like something that I knew, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, that was um, a different experience is that I had to deal with it physically, emotionally, and and spiritually. Um, and with having empathy and sympathy for others, I'm only dealing with it on a certain level you know what i mean but when you like you said when you go through it yourself um it's totally it's it's different it's definitely different um what would you say to someone who is currently in this season um words of encouragement um for those who are walking in the season or or who who may have experience of pregnancy and or infant loss recently i mean the first thing i'll tell them is is there's not much to be shameful about. Right. There is no control in you. 90% of the times, there's nothing that you did wrong. And the statistics for women is one in four, which is, I mean, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And so you are definitely not the only one who's experiencing this. In fact, most of us either have or know somebody who has right. experienced this. So there, there's no need for shame. Um, The second thing is um just... As hard as it is, stay encouraged. Um, stay encouraged. You've been through quite a few battles before and you've outdone those. Mm-hmm. You've come out on top. Mm-hmm. Um, the battle is never easy in the midst of it. It's when you come out of it that you feel all right. You know, I always tell everybody long division math was the most difficult thing in the world for everybody. <laughs> Until we met geometry and algebra, they were like, man. So, you know, this will be another test that when you, if you're fortunate enough to come out the way you desire, that you'll look back and be be pleased. But take courage that if you're not, that, you know, there's a reason as to why, you know, not all reasons are made known to us. But just stay encouraged, keep a positive heart and know that there's other opportunities that you might not be able to give the same love, but that you can give love. Right. Very good. Um, okay. So what would you say to someone who is not in the season as words of advice? So last week I kind of went over a Facebook post, which said like what to say and what not to say and that sort of thing. So someone who's not walking in this season, what would you say to them? Shut up. Uh, be nice. Uh, okay, I'm going to be nice. The nice version is please don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, I've learned this, especially with my wife. Um, sometimes she's expressing herself and I'm trying to give her the bright light <laughs> and she goes darker. And I'm just like, let me just be quiet. And it's not being quiet out of being upset, but sometimes the person is venting not because they need you to say the right thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're venting because it hurts too much to hold inside and they just need somebody and they trust you enough 
to be the person that they express all of this to. And so if you open up your mouth and you say the wrong thing, they've lost the person of who they can find confidence in. Mm. And so sometimes it's, wow, really? Oh, man. Or I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Yeah. I think Do that was one of hug? the most comforting things I heard. I'm Do here for you. Do you need a hug? I'm, I'm here for you. There. <laughs> if you need to talk, I'm here to mm-hmm. listen. Mm-hmm. Keyword, listen. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you trusting me with this this part of your life. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry you're going through this. Yeah. I really ain't say much, right? But I said the world, yes, and that's is. all you got to say. You know, nodding and mm-hmm says a whole lot more than the words that you could express, and sometimes it's all that's needed to be said. Right. Very, very true. Uh, so again, the goal, um, this month is to shed light on pregnancy and infant loss. Uh, we are in the works of interviewing, um, some amazing women who are willing to share their story, their experiences. Um, one of which is my mentor. So I'm very much, um, appreciative to everyone who's going to be taking their time to share their story with you all. Yeah, and one of them is hopefully my work accountability partner. Yes. So hopefully she can get on here and, and share her story. Definitely. So we're trying to get everyone's schedule um, aligned with our schedule because our schedule is crazy. Um, and so um, we're looking forward to that. Uh, and and um, I wanted to you know be transparent in the sense that the remaining episodes for this month Um, are slated to continue to talk about this topic um, and allow these women uh, to give their stories, to give their testimonies. Um, The stories are really a tragedy to triumph. um, And my hope is that, you know, our listeners will be encouraged, you know, along the way. um, Because if God can do it for one, he can do it for another. As one of my friends reminded me, God is not a respecter of persons. And if he does something for one person, he will do it um, for you, you know. And um, I am very humbled that they would speak. Um, mm-hmm. And especially for my mentor, you know, we go to the same church and some people don't even know her story. Uh, because she experienced that in her early uh, 20s and in her early 30s, I believe. Um, struggling with infertility and experiencing an, um, a pregnancy loss. And sometimes people see just the end result. They just see her four kids now, but they don't know what she went through um, and her experience. And I know that your work accountability partner um, is also one that's very transparent about her story. Um, and I love that they just keep it real. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're just yeah. themselves. And um you know, although they went through a difficult time, they didn't let it define them and define who they are and, and define their story. And I think that's just amazing. And for me, it's a sense of encouragement to continue on. So, Woody, any last words, any final words? Well, my final words, honestly, is that, um, listen, the most amazing thing that God gave us is is is. Our brain, honestly, he gave us the gift of being able, I mean, outside of salvation, of course. Yes. He gave us the ability to think and to to process and and to have dominion. And 
you know, he calls us the body of Christ. And we keep in mind that all of us have different gifts. Some of us have the gift of being a good therapist. Mm. Please, if you're going through this stuff, um, if you if you are experiencing this type of situation and it's it's taking you to that dark place and you need to go see somebody. Listen, most of our a lot of jobs here in the States have something called EAP, which means that they will give you free therapy if you need it. Um, I know that we have some international listeners, uh, religious people or religious um, places that we can go to find somebody who you can confide in and talk to. Um, You'll be amazed at what the ability just to express yourself to someone who may not or does not know anybody associated with you so they cannot pass any judgment on you even if they wanted to and and it'll leave so much from you you know the the bible talks about finding counsel mm-hmm. you know it talks about finding counsel and so it, it even if the bible gonna tell you find, find counsel don't think that you just have to pray everything away. You mm. go find that counsel that the Bible talks about because this is something that that is heavy. And I think that if you're a listener and you're triggered by what you're hearing, yeah, take some time away, take a couple of breathers. I mean, I hate to say this, and my wife probably don't want me to, but you you may need to stop listening to an episode because yeah. it is too much. Because this is real life stuff that we're talking about, right? And the fact that there's people who are experiences right now you know um and that's why i wanted to be very transparent of the fact that that's this is going to be the focus for the month of october um don't go away forever now. yes we want you come come back come back come, come back. back and also um you know share these episodes with um individuals i was looking back on the statistics of um the episodes and besides the intro and the seven-year wait um part one and part two being in the top five grace and infertility was one of the i think number three of the most listened to so i know that's because people shared that with others that are going through um this journey and this walk and so my ask of you is if you feel that um someone is walking through this journey and this would be of help to, to them maybe maybe not my episode um, you know, um, or, you know, you just listen to everything in this month and just share the link with them. But I think you share it, period. I think, yeah. you, you know, I, I, it would be awesome if you all would share it on whatever platforms that you can, because it's one in four women. Yeah. So even if you haven't experienced it, you know, someone who has. And so if anything, it'll teach those who haven't experienced this how to go about the situation. I mean, we're not experts or anything, but. We know how we felt when people made certain comments. So maybe that'll keep them from making that comment to one of those other people. And so this is just shared knowledge. Yeah, this is just shared knowledge. And so I would say, please feel free to comment on the platform, send messages to Danielle, let her know what you're thinking, because we'll be willing to share some of what we receive as well on here. So, yes. so please feel free to send messages about what you think, mm-hmm. how you're feeling, what, what you're experiencing, too. what you want discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that, um, we we understand that this is open platform and we want to make sure that everybody is 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 aware of these things yes yeah uh so yeah thank you for that and um thank you for joining me on this episode i really appreciate it um i appreciate you uh putting me in in contact with your 
uh, work accountability partner and just getting people on here that can share their experiences because everyone's experience is different you know some individuals they just experience one loss there's individuals who experience multiple loss um have a child and after that child experience even you know more losses and so um everybody's journey is unique and i think that there's definitely something we can learn from each other for sure so again thank you for um joining me woody on this episode i appreciate you no problem. Thank you to everyone who who is listening. Thank you, Danielle, for having me on here. You know, I like to get up on here and, and cut up. And take um, over. It's going to be a little, you know, <laughs> we won't cut up too much. I'll take over. Well, maybe I do. Um, can't really cut up like I normally do because this is such a serious topic. But mm-hmm. I really appreciate you allowing me to give perspective. Yes. I think that because additionally, with every woman who is experiencing one in eight, I know that there's probably going to be some men who... The women need to hear how they, you know, how do they deal and how are they handling it? I know a lot of people feel like the man separates themselves and they're not feeling anything. Mm. They are. Yeah, they are. There's no way that they're not. Yeah. And and that's why I like to have you on here just to give that male perspective, that male vantage point, because like you said earlier, sometimes they're just kind of overlooked. Yeah. So thanks again. Um, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. I know I have a lot of listeners on different platforms. Please um, subscribe to the podcast. That really gives me an opportunity to look at the analytics to see what you like, what you don't like, and that sort of thing. And I look forward to you tuning in next week. Ciao. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Joseph or on Facebook, Master Mentor and Minister. Or you can visit my website, which is www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.